June 3rd, 2021. Today, the Asset Forfeiture Commission of the Massachusetts Legislature held its sixth meeting, which consisted of a presentation by attorney Dan Alban, who is the co-director of the National Initiative to End Civil Forfeiture at the Institute for Justice. You can watch the hearing by clicking here. There's a link on the blog, obviously, not in this podcast. Uh, but go to the blog and you can click the link. Attorney Alban's recommendations included not simply increasing the evidentiary standard from probable cause to preponderance of the evidence or beyond reasonable doubt. Instead, remove the financial incentive of the practice altogether, he said. Other recommendations included using criminal asset forfeiture only and abolishing civil asset forfeiture altogether, as New Mexico has done. IJ's goal, he said, is not to defund the police. IJ, by the way, Institute for Justice. IJ's goal is not to defund the police, but to restore due process. Crime shouldn't pay, he said, and it is legitimate for the state to confiscate the proceeds of crime. Another recommendation, enacting anti-circumvention laws to prevent state law enforcement simply outsourcing forfeiture to their federal counterparts. Massachusetts apparently engages in equitable sharing, in quotation marks, with the federal government far more than most other states. According to IJ's rankings, we in the Commonwealth are 48th out of 50 plus DC. And requiring greater detail in law enforcement's reporting in Massachusetts in connection with how they use the proceeds of civil asset forfeiture. Attorney Alban pointed out that the 2018 report states that 6% of the proceeds went to travel and training, 7% went to equipment, but 53% was listed as, quote, other, unquote. It's a big catch-all other bucket for what 53% of the proceeds went to, and you can't really tell much from other. Well, after the presentation, Norfolk District Attorney Michael Morrissey said that he agreed with the need for more information, um, and that should be a prerequisite to any overhaul of the system, in his opinion. He stated that forfeiture is necessary to deal with those who are, quote, undercutting the pretty successful consumer-oriented sale of drugs, unquote, by which he meant marijuana, I believe, in Massachusetts. And during the presentation, or sorry, after the presentation, he held up a photograph of one of the houses he had seized as DA, stating that it had been, it had been used as a grow house. So DA Morrissey also stated that prosecutors stay, i.e. pause, civil forfeiture cases until the criminal case is resolved. Now, my review of some of the 70 or so civil forfeiture cases filed under General Laws Chapter 94C, Section 47 in Hamden County Superior Court over the last year did not support that assertion but that may be the result of my sample size. I didn't look at all the cases, or maybe the result of my just misreading the docket. I used masscourts.gov, uh, sorry, masscourts.org, by the way, not .gov, masscourts.org, and I searched under administrative civil actions, which is where these civil asset forfeiture cases get filed. And readers or listeners with the time and the inclination can double check my search in Hamden County Superior Court and look for cases in uh, Superior Court in other counties, and I encourage you to do that. In response to DA Morrissey's request for one example of an innocent owner 
whose property had been forfeited in Massachusetts, Attorney Alban from IJ cited the Motel Caswell case in Tewkesbury, Massachusetts. And there's a link to that. You can click that link on the website. That takes you to IJ's account of what happened in Motel Caswell. Um, Attorney Alban said that the owner had not only been the one who reported all the criminal activity that he knew of to the police, but he'd actually cooperated in a sting operation. And his reward was that law enforcement seized his motel anyway and tried to keep it under the civil forfeiture laws. Uh, now, D.A. Morrissey pointed out that the Motel Caswell case was an instance of so-called equitable sharing, i.e. where local police work with the federal law enforcement agencies and they use federal law. True enough. Uh, oddly, the Melinda Harris case did not come up during the discussion. Readers of my blog will know that that's a recent case in Berkshire County. Uh, you can read about that on my blog. There's a link to the Reason magazine story there. Finally, uh, to wrap this up, co-chair Senator Jamie Eldridge announced that the commission will issue its report with its recommendations by July 31st, 2021. Between now and then, the commission will have one more meeting and uh, stay tuned, date to be announced.